0: Good morning. Today is Sunday, October 20th, 2019. I'm your friendly, regular person, host for this morning's daily office, which is um, read from a combination of the Episcopal Book of Common Prayer and Enriching Our Worship Volumes 1 and 2, which are supplemental liturgical materials. I am going to, instead of using the daily office readings for this morning, use the um, same readings that well, I, I say the same, but but sometimes you kind of get a little bit of a choice there. Anyway, I'm going to use uh, the lectionary readings um, for today that will be read or used for services of the Holy Eucharist. And the reason that I'm doing that instead of the daily office this morning is that I'm not going to be able to go to church today. I I'm I have to work today and There are not any church services that are at an hour that I can actually attend on Sundays that I work. So using the same lectionary readings that will be used at Holy Eucharist helps me feel connected to my community of faith and their corporate worship, even though I physically can't be present with them. So we've got today then Psalm 119 verses 97 through 104. Jeremiah 31, 27 through 34. There's a choice here where you could alternately read Psalm 121. I'm going to choose Jeremiah. Genesis 32, 22 through 31. 2 Timothy 3:14 through 4, 5. And the Gospel of Luke 18, 1 through 8. So I know that's a lot of readings. Like I said, uh, Often, oh, excuse me, the choice was psalm 119, 97, one through four and jeremiah thirty one twenty seven through thirty four or psalm one twenty one and genesis thirty two twenty two through thirty one. So I'm actually going to pause for a second, take a quick peek and and here too, I want to explain something super quick. like if i if I were giving a sermon or something else that I had several days to prepare for, I would definitely do all of the readings beforehand and not be stumbling through them the way that I do with you guys. But And thank you for your grace, by the way. Because this is daily office, and I actually say these prayers once, if not twice a day, you know, morning and evening prayer. I don't have the time to research. As a matter of fact, I haven't been on too often, and that's because doing the recording takes me quite a bit longer than saying the daily office myself, probably because of the commentary piece of it too. Um, on average, it, it takes me over an hour between an hour and two hours, I guess you would say to do the recording. And, um, and my, my schedule has made that a little bit tough lately. So thank you for your grace as I struggle to figure out my rhythm. As soon as I figure out my fall rhythm, we'll be in the winter. And then I'll have to figure out a new rhythm. But you know what I mean. So I understand that I'm much less prepared than I or maybe you guys even too would like for me to be. Um, but that's just kind of the way we've I've got to do it with the daily office. Um, especially because as much as I would love it to be. Praise, worship, theology, all of those things are are not my full-time job. So I have other things in my life that I have to tend to, but I do put this first. That's why, and and I tried for a while, I think you guys know this, and forgive me for digressing a little bit here. I tried for a while doing um, recording morning prior in the evening and then posting it so that it would be online in the morning. And I thought that was kind of a cool idea, especially because think I might even have a couple of listeners that are, um, in other parts of, of the, of the world and, and in different time zones. So just kind of like how I listen to the BBC world news podcast often on the way into work. And it's been recorded at a time that like for me is in the middle of the night, but you know, over there is quite different. So anyways, I thought that was a great idea, but what I found was for my personal practice, it was really meaningful for me to get up and to say morning prayer first thing as as it was really intended. So I apologize that that's taken kind of a while to flesh out and that morning for me might not be morning for you, but that was kind of a faith decision that I came to that like saying morning prayer first thing to me was a, a little bit of offering the first fruits of my time, which is also the most precious thing in my life right now. Um, I didn't say precious person. Most precious person is obviously my son. But time is the most precious resource in my life right now. Um, And offering that up to God first thing was just really the right way to start my morning. So that being said, hang on. I'm going to choose between the two readings and then get right back to you. All right, thanks for bearing with me. I have chosen the second set of readings Psalm 121 and Genesis 32 22 through 31. If you would like to. Read the readings for daily office. Um, We are the 19th Sunday after Pentecost, which is proper 24. God is spirit, and those who worship must worship in spirit and in truth. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Mother, to set forth her praise, to hear her holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation. And so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship her, let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by her infinite goodness and mercy. Most merciful God, Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness and by the power of the Holy Spirit keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. O God, be merciful to us and bless us. Show us the light of your countenance and come to us. Let your ways be known upon earth, your saving health among all nations. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy. For you judge the peoples with equity and guide all the nations upon earth. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Psalm 121 I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where will my help come? My help comes from the lady who made heaven and earth. She will not let your foot be moved. She who keeps you will not slumber. She who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The lady is your helper. The lady is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The lady will keep you from all evil. She will keep your life. The Lady will keep your going out and your coming in from this time on and forevermore. Praise to the Holy and Undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Genesis chapter 32, verses 22 through 31. The same night, he got up and took his two wives his two maids, and his eleven children, and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. He took them and sent them across the stream, and likewise everything that he had. Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. When the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he struck him on the hip socket, and Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. Then he said, "'Let me go, for the day is breaking.' But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, What is your name? And he said, Jacob. Then the man said, You shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven with God and with humans and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him, Please tell me your name. But he said, Why is it that you ask my name? And there he blessed him. So Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, For I have seen God face to face, and yet my life is preserved. The sun rose on him as he passed Peniel, limping because of his hip. Penuel, excuse me, different from Peniel. Limping because of his hip. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle D, A Song of the Wilderness The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice with joy and singing. They shall see the glory of the Lord, the majesty of our God. Strengthen the weary hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to the anxious, Be strong, do not fear. Here is your God coming with judgment to save you. Then shall the eyes of the blind be opened, and the ears of the deaf be unstopped. Then shall the lame leap like a deer, and the tongue of the speechless sing for joy. For waters shall break forth in the wilderness, and streams in the desert. The burning sand shall become a pool, and the thirsty ground springs of water. The ransomed of God shall return with singing, with everlasting joy upon their heads. Joy and gladness shall be theirs and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Reading from 2 Timothy, chapter 3, verse 14 through chapter 4, verse 5. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it, and how from childhood you have known the sacred writings that are able to instruct you for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is inspired by God and is useful for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, so that everyone who belongs to God may be proficient, equipped for every good work. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, And in view of his appearing in his kingdom, I solemnly urge you, proclaim the message. Be persistent whether the time is favorable or unfavorable. Convince, rebuke, and encourage, with the utmost patience in teaching. For the time is coming when people will not put up with sound doctrine, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own desires, and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander away to myths. As for you, always be sober. Endure suffering. Do the work of an evangelist. Carry out your mission fully. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle Q, a song of Christ's goodness. Jesus, as a mother, you gather your people to you. You are gentle with us as a mother with her children. Often you weep over our sins and our pride. Tenderly you draw us from hatred and judgment. You comfort us in sorrow and bind up our wounds. In sickness you nurse us and with pure milk you feed us. Jesus, by your dying we are born to new life. By your anguish and labor we come forth in joy. Despair turns to hope through your sweet goodness. Through your gentleness we find comfort in fear. Your warmth gives life to the dead. Your touch makes sinners righteous. Lord Jesus, in your mercy, heal us. In your love and tenderness, remake us. In your compassion, bring grace and forgiveness. For the beauty of heaven, may your love prepare us. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of Our Lady Jesus Christ according to Luke. Luke chapter 18, verses 1 through 8. Glory to you, Lady Christ. And Jesus told them a parable about their need to pray always and not to lose heart. He said, In a certain city there was a judge who neither feared God nor had respect for people. In that city there was a widow who kept coming to him and saying, Grant me justice against my opponent. For a while he refused, but later he said to himself, Though I have no fear of God and no respect for anyone, Yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will grant her justice so that she may not wear me out by continually coming. And the Lord said, and the lady said, listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God grant justice to his chosen ones who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long in helping them? Will she delay long in helping them? I tell you, she will quickly grant justice to them. And yet, when the daughter of man, when the daughter of humankind comes, will she find faith on earth? The Gospel of Our Lady Jesus Christ. Praise to you, Lady Christ. Let us affirm our faith together with the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Mother Almighty, Creator of Heaven and Earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, her only Son, our her only daughter, our Lady. She was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. She suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. She descended to the dead on the third day. She rose again and ascended she ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Mother. She will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lady be with you. And also with you let us pray our mother in heaven hallowed be your name your queendom come your will be done on earth as in heaven give us today our daily bread forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil for the queendom the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. We'll use suffragists at B on page 98 of the Book of Common Prayer. Serve your people, save your people, lady, and bless your inheritance. Govern and uphold them, now and always. Day by day we bless you, we praise your name forever. Lady, keep us from all sin today. Have mercy on us, Lady. Have mercy. Lady, show us your love and mercy. For we put our trust in you. In you, Lady, is our hope. And we shall never hope in vain. I'm going to use the collect for Sunday and then a collect from Enriching Our Worship Volume 2 for healing. O God, you make us glad with the weekly remembrance of the glorious resurrection of your daughter, Our Lady. Give us this day such blessing through your worship of you, that the week to come may be spent in your favor. Through Jesus Christ, Our Lady. Amen. Compassionate God, You so loved the world that you sent us, Jesus, to bear our infirmities and afflictions. Through acts of healing, she revealed you as the true source of health and salvation. For the sake of our Christ, who suffered and died for us, conquered death, and now reigns with us in glory, now reigns with you in glory, excuse me. Hear the cry of your people, have mercy on us, make us whole and bring us at last into the fullness of your eternal life. Amen. Now is our time for special prayers and for thoughts. So I would say here um, that this is the perfect time to Lift up our prayer lists, to offer them before God, and to ask for special prayers. Christ, light of light, brightness indescribable, the wisdom, power, and glory of God, the Word made flesh. You overcame the forces of Satan, redeemed the world, then ascended again to the Mother, Grant me, Jacob, and all of us, all of your children who are afraid and yearning, we pray in this tarnished world, the shining of your splendor. Send your Archangel Michael to defend us, to guard our going out and coming in, and to bring us safely to your presence, where you reign in the one holy and undivided Trinity to ages of ages. Amen. Spirit of all healing, visit your children. In your power, renew health within us and raise us up in joy according to your loving kindness for which we give thanks and praise through Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. All right, folks, I'm going to do like a super speedy review of my thoughts on our readings today. So what I want to say about um, our psalm is that this is a song of ascent, which is thought either to refer to the literary structure of these psalms, which are, are, um, let's see, the way my commentary puts it is pretty good a tight step-like parallelism. And in this case, I think that step-like parallelism gives a lot of stability to to the poem, as, as psalms really are, and, and thus to the message, because the message is God's protection and, and watching over us. And so this step-like or ladder-like, as I see it, Um, construction, well, I guess not ladder light because it's, mm, anyway, (laughs) whatever works for you. Uh, I think that provides like a security and it echoes the security. So the form of the poem is echoing the content of the poem here. And then the other um, thought about psalms or songs of ascents is that they were sung on pilgrimage up to the temple. And that reminds me of singing songs while hiking when I was a kid. Um, Not particularly of like the Jodi's that we would call out for cadence while we were marching because I think the purpose is different. Um, This isn't about rhythm of the feet. This is about connection of of the mind, body, spirit, soul, and heart. And that does have to do with rhythm. But I think the content here is a lot more important. Um, And you might argue with that with me. That's absolutely fine. I could probably argue it with myself. But I want to draw attention here to one of our prayers that we prayed, uh, our our collect for, or our prayer for protection, echoes the last verse of this, that the lady, and forgive me for making everything feminine today, I just felt like I needed to, to do that for a little bit of balance. And that's probably my own thing, so I hope it didn't get in the way for you. Um, but we'll keep your going out and your coming in. From this time on and forevermore. that That is echoed. So I, I think the prayer here is for God's constant presence and protection. And the prayer itself forms the connection between us and God. Or helps make to us tangible and visible the connection to God. For God is always there. And God is in the coming and the going in the transition points, in the middle, in the journey, in every piece of it. And God provides all of the protection and care that we need. And I, I know that's so hard when there's so many terrible things going on in the world. But I think God is, and this isn't a cop-out, I think God is the keeper of our soul. And I think no matter what happens... To our physical selves, we can trust in God that that even at the worst, God is with us, and God is our protection. And I would pray that all of those, even in the most terrible and awful circumstances that we can't even begin to think of, we meet, may we as a community enter in on their behalf and pray. That no matter what they are going through, no matter what we, I think i think it's all about we, no matter what we are going through, God is there with us and God keeps our soul safe. Nothing on earth can touch that. There is a piece of us that no matter what abuse or torture or terror, no human can touch. God keeps safe. in our Old Testament reading Genesis um, so this is fascinating to me for a number of reasons I could spend tons of time on this so I'm going to talk really fast and I'm going to try to get through it you guys just pray for me that I get to work on time today please thank you um, so the first thing I want to say is verse 22 and this is just an aside when it speaks to Jacob getting up and taking his two wives I want to say here something. Um, One of the things that I'm actually really proud about in our faith tradition as it's evolved over the years is that these, these writings that we go back to over and over again, they told the unvarnished story as we saw it. And I know memory and recollection and perspective and writing down like so much can get lost in the translation. But I think at the root, the writers of the scriptures, or the tellers of the scriptures before writing, right, um, they told it as they saw it, they didn't try to leave anything. they didn't try to hide anything. I mean, obviously there are things that are left out. There are details that are left out. But when when the when the writer here talks about him taking his two wives, I don't think that that is to say, that it's okay for everybody in this day and age to have two wives. I think it's a description that is making the point that he took his entire household with him and then they went and left him. And I want to use this as an example because I think that it's so easy to get caught up in these details and to go back and say, it says it in the Bible. So it's the way it should be. It's context and it's, it's, an earlier phase in our evolution, a description of the context in which they were living. And I think we need to look past that and see the point. But I, I look at it squarely right now to make the point that there are, there are descriptors in the Bible and there are things that were done that are very particular to that time and context and that we should look for the message, not the literality. Behind them. And I think the important message here is that Jacob took his entire household and then they went on ahead and he stayed. And I'm not sure why, but he stayed on the bank. And so I think this is important because this is the story of Jacob's transformation. And yes, it might be an ancient story. It probably is an ancient story co opted and retold to help an understanding, right, of the transformation from Jacob to Israel. And I think the struggle here. So he he is by himself and then he is alone with God and he struggles with God and the sunrise marks the point of his transition. And so I think there's a lot we can think here about the times when we enter into cooperation with God and the times we struggle with God and are we struggling against God or are we struggling with God? Nevertheless, we emerge from the experience changed and I think how cooperatively we we enter into that experience determines the extent of the transformation. And my my personal goal, and in, in all of my encounters, and I I fail at this miserably sometimes, and sometimes I do better, is to be cooperative with God. Some of my some of my siblings in Christ would call that submitting, and I just, as you guys know, I just struggle with the way that that word has such negative connotations, particularly for women and children in our culture. And so let's just use cooperation. When I enter in cooperatively with God and I am struggling cooperatively with God instead of struggling against God, I believe that I, I wreak more blessing my transformation is greater that doesn't mean that anything is left on the table that that I that I go unchanged it might perhaps mean more encounters add up to the same amount of change if that makes sense but when we approach everything in our lives as though God is with us fighting for and with us and we struggle together as opposed to an opposition when we see God as a, as a well, quite frankly, when we see God is on our side and and if we can hold that somehow and both God is with me on my side and God is with and on the side of all of his children I just think that would be an amazing thing and here in this story Jacob struggles until God pops his hip out of the socket and I think to me at least me personally in this moment that means the more I thrash the harder it's going to be to find peace That doesn't mean that God's going to abandon me. God stays right there with him through the entire transformation. And I think that this is less about like the ancient tradition where the spirit had to return before sunrise and more about marking the passage. So as we enter, as we're in here and fall and the colors are just beginning to change and I was talking with a friend of mine about that the other day uh, or just last night, I, I think marking the time of our transition is important because it helps us see how we are transformed and be encouraged. My wonderful friend has a way of saying this where she says, same mountain, higher up. Because we can feel like, man, I'm going through this struggle again. This trial again. This, this time of turbulence again. And really? like, Didn't I just do this two years ago? Same mountain, higher up. The path does, and we would say this in spiritual direction, the path does spiral upwards. You know, we do move upwards towards consolation, even though we are still in the trial. So I think let's stop and mark that. Let's let's pause for a minute and look out over the vista, and let's see that we are higher up than we were before. And I've been really inspired lately by photos that people are sharing all over the place of of mountain vistas. I was inspired by my time in Arizona. The mountains are are definitely hashtag church for me. So this metaphor, I think, is apt. Let's pause and take a moment to see the progress of our journey, how far we've come. And and yes, we do have far to go, but God is there with us. And I've already taken more time than I should have on that. So thank you for bearing with me. Let's go to our New Testament reading, which is all about perseverance and was very encouraging to me this morning. And I I think actually we can kind of say that like it's about perseverance. It's about persistence. And so is our gospel reading with the parable of the unjust judge. And I think the point here is not that God is like an unjust judge. I see this more as like the reading where it says like even the bad person would give his son a fish instead of a snake or whatever. Um, And forgive me for rushing through and getting that all wrong. I I think, I think the point here is even the unjust judge grants justice to those who persevere, to this woman who persevered. If even he will, then how much more will God? And I think that speaks again to perseverance and transformation. So if we are cooperatively in the transformation with God and persevering How much more will God's work be done on the earth? Will the universal Christ project be furthered? Will all of the good things, right? So persevere cooperatively, I think is the overarching message for today. And and I hope that that gives you strength. It certainly gives me strength because I will tell you that when I hit the rough spots, as in Timothy, it calls, sorry, and I'm going back and usually I don't go backwards, but whether the time is favorable or unfavorable, when I hit the rough spots, sometimes I often, I question myself, am I truly on the right path? Is this really what God wants me to be doing? And I, and I have said recently when speaking about a rough spot that I'm in, I have to just go back to the point where I did feel peace and the decisions I made that resonated deep in my bones that yes I believe this to be God's will because we get to places where we're so caught up in in the thrash that we can't we can't feel that we have trouble getting back to that place so it's like it's it's like uh navigating over land you go you you go back to your 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 fixed point where you knew you were were and you vector and you go forward and you just You have faith and you keep going in in the direction that you marked until you find your next landmark, your next milestone. And so, God, open our eyes that we can see the milestones, that we can pause at these points of vista and mark how far we've gone and fix our sights on the next point to which we're going. May we always be moving in your will and in the in-betweens where we are unsure and uncertain, Be with us and grant us your peace and help us to just keep moving forward. And even at those times where we stray off the path, gently lead us back, God, and let us us be open to your leading. Let all of our decisions and our directions come from a place of faith and love. Amen. Well, that's all I've got for today, folks, which is a good thing because I have gone over time. So let us wrap this up with the um, with the prayer for mission, which was actually supposed to come before all of this talking that I did. Forgive me. And then the closing. Lady, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope where there is darkness, light, where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you, And you have promised through your well-beloved daughter that when two or three are gathered together in her name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O Lady, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless the Lady. Thanks be to God. The grace of Our Lady Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. May the God of hope fill us with all joy and peace in believing through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We live without fear, for our Creator has made us holy, has always protected us, and loves us as a good mother loves her children. We go in peace to follow the good road And may God's blessing be with us always. Amen.